Welcome to Chapter 2 of Health System CIO's interview with Christopher Timbers, CIO at North Bay Healthcare. In this segment, Timbers talks about why the real challenge with video visits isn't the technology, but incorporating it into day-to-day -day operations, how being a beta testing partner has enabled the organization to remain competitive, and why merely implementing the latest clinical communication and patient engagement tools isn't enough. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y.com. And I'm sure that there are committees in place that are trying to work as the communicators or the go-betweens and try to uh, make sure that the users are getting what they need, but also to the point where it's not breaking IT's back. Yeah, we are very fortunate. We've got a pretty mature and well-established governance process for IT. And I really look at that group to help guide you know, what we prioritize and where we make both future investments and then where we prioritize some of the short-term changes and modifications that we need to make. I think it helps stay us aligned with the overall strategy of the organization as well as day-to-day -day business and clinical operations. And so that, I think, has been one of the things I would point to here as having been very successful and really helped us a lot. Okay. So what are some of the other priorities that are uh, on your plate right now? Well, the really big thing for us is next summer we're going to be opening a new wing. Uh, it's 22 new inpatient beds, eight operating rooms and we're moving all of our diagnostic imaging services into this new building. Big endeavor, but as part of it, we also have this initiative called the Patient Room of the Future. And so we're bringing in a patient interactive system from GetWell Networks that allows the patients through their TV to kind of interact with their care team in, in a different and more modern way. We're also going to be rolling out Cerner's CareWare Connect product, which is their mobile phone solution. We're really excited about this because for most of what nursing does, they'll be able to do a lot of that function on a mobile phone rather than having to go to a PC. Um, yeah. It'll allow them to do their barcoding for meds and um, specimen collection. It will allow them to get alerts when they've got new orders in. also has a secure texting function that will work with the care team and the physicians involved. So we're very excited about it. But what I'm particularly excited about is with those 22 new beds, it's a brand new unit, and we've got leadership in that area, nursing leadership in particular, that is really looking to completely redesign their process around these technologies. So mm. rather than just say, this is the way that you know, we've done it in the past in a surgical unit, they're thinking ahead and saying, okay, we're implementing these new technologies. We're going to completely design our workflows and our process around these electronic communication tools that are going to be in place. For me, it's really exciting because I think one of the biggest challenges with any IT project is having a really engaged project sponsor who has a vision and how to use the technology. And that's what I think we have with this project. So we're pretty excited and, and really looking forward to that. And then what we're hoping is, is that successful, that we'll be able to replicate that back into some of the existing nursing inpatient units. Okay. That'll be helpful, I'm sure, to have that incubator and really be able to track what's successful, what needs to be tweaked, and, and things like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that we're working on, we were a beta partner for Cerner for their video visit technology. It's a little bit different than the partnership they have with American Well. This is actually embedded in the Millennium product. So as a patient, you would access this by going through the patient portal. As a physician, you access it through their ambulatory organizer. So it would just show up the next appointment rather than being in clinic in one of the exam rooms. It would be online through a video visit. It's been really interesting rolling it out because what we've discovered is the technology component of it was pretty easy. I mean, we had a a few hiccups in the beginning, but for the most part, that works really well. But it's been embedding this into kind of the day-to-day operations that's a challenge. Our focus has been a little bit different with video visits. Some other organizations use it as kind of a proxy or a way to do something similar to urgent care. And oftentimes you have a group of physicians who are just handling the video visits that day. And if you're doing a video visit, you get whichever physician is available. Our focus has been more to have you actually do the video visit with your existing provider. And so what we're trying to do is do a lot of follow-up care in certain areas where instead of having to come into the office, you can do a video visit with your provider for follow-up care. One of the great examples is we have an orthopedic surgeon uh, who's using this and he'll do a shoulder surgery on somebody. And a lot of times they have to come into the office really just to see them for a couple minutes so that they can assess the range of motion. And they can actually do that very effectively with a video visit. And so we have a lot of providers who, again, have a great vision on how to use this. Where we've seen the challenge is how they work that into their day-to-day practices. Some physicians Mm -hmm. are fine going from an exam room visit to an exam room visit and then seeing a patient through a video visit and then back to an exam room. Other providers want to kind of block their uh, video visits and do them all at the same time. Where the challenge comes in is sometimes that doesn't always work so great for the patient. You know, if you tell the patient you want to do a video visit and they say yes, but then the only time is a block on Tuesday afternoon, that may or may not work for the patient. So really neat technology, but it's interesting to see that where we're having the challenge is not with the technology Mm -hmm. and not with the desire of the patient or the physician to do it, but it really gets kind of muddied up a little bit in the logistics of, of just making it happen the way that we want to do it here at North Bay. Sure. And you can certainly see the challenge, especially when you're talking about different physicians having different preferences. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a tough <laughs> one. But, but with these initiatives you're talking about, there's really, it's apparent that there's so much focus on the patient experience and using technology to improve that. I think that that's going to become more and more important in the next few years. I absolutely agree. And and I think one of the reasons that we wanted to be a beta testing partner for this is we felt that to stay competitive, we needed to be able to offer something in this space or else potentially risk losing those patients. I I think more and more patients are going to be looking at least at the lower acuity levels for convenience. And um, I think to stay competitive, you know, we feel very strongly that we've got to push in those areas you know, we're certainly seeing the competition coming from other places that are doing this well. And so it's a big push for us to figure out, you know, how to do that, as well as I think a lot of other things that are more patient facing than we've traditionally done in, in healthcare IT. Right, right. The whole idea of the patient room of the future is something that really has a lot of potential, but there's a lot that needs to be worked through with getting there. 
Absolutely. And, and again, if, if that is how the patient is expecting to communicate with you and interact with you, you've got to be prepared on the other side. And a lot of times that means rethinking your workflows, rethinking your communication channels, rethinking right. expectations for you know, when you check certain systems and do certain things. And, and that, I think, is a you know, big part of making it successful and positive experience for the patient. Because if it becomes something that they put information into, but then nobody responds to them, it's just a new version of the same aggravation they have when they push nurse call and don't get a response. It's now I'm putting something in the computer and not getting a response. So, you know, the onus is on us to not only use the technology, but use it in a way that truly enhances the patient experience and makes them feel that we're being very responsive to their needs. Sure. And in talking about the mobile phone solution, It's interesting that what you're seeing seems to be a desire to use a small device or a phone and not necessarily have to switch back and forth. And and that's something that seems like an evolution. You know, I've I've historically had mixed success with mobile devices in the clinical setting because at some point in time or another, the screen real estate becomes an issue. Everybody loves the concept of a tablet, but in some clinical settings where you have really complex flow sheets and you need to be able to see that entire flow sheet all together, it just doesn't work. You've got to have that 27-inch monitor or, you know, some larger solution. But I think, you know, what we're hoping with this solution is that we're not necessarily going to avoid a trip to the computer, but we can certainly eliminate maybe three of five trips to the computer by having this information available on a mobile phone where someone doesn't have to go someplace. Right. That's really an ongoing thing as far as really trying to present nurses, physicians with data in the way that they wanted. That's really going to be an ongoing thing, I guess, right? The other thing we see is they're doing it on their own. Our nurses communicate with our physicians via text pretty frequently, and occasionally they will take pictures and send pictures, and you know all of it is, is appropriate, but it's not secure. So we were really quick a couple of years ago to roll out a secure texting solution when we found out this was going on because we knew it was an effective means of communication for them. We weren't going to stop it by just saying, can't do this because of HIPAA. We had to put a solution out there that was HIPAA compliant but would allow them to continue to do it. So we really see this as kind of the next step in that evolution. We're taking that, but we're building in some Slack-like functionality, you know, where there can be groups and care teams and even a more structured way for care teams to communicate through this device, as well as adding some of the functionality that traditionally would have been PC-based. So people will find a way to use the technology, you know, whether we sanction it or not. So again, I think, you know, it's kind of on us to make sure that we're getting out then technology that's really designed for the clinical setting and and meets all the compliance requirements of HIPAA, as well as the other security uh, needs of the organization. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.